what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to New York Jets Jersey Reveal Day, <laughs> a.k.a. Fantasy Fuel. I am your host, John Eddie Jr., along with Tom Tuttle. Tom Tuttle, how do you like the new Jets jerseys? They're fine. I like the green helmet. Uh, I don't really care about the rest of it. The rest of it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's kind of hoping for the old 90s symbol, a little more of a jet-like symbol. <laughs> but I like it. I, I, I don't have any problems with it. A new, a new uniform for a new successful team. That's what I'm going to say anyway. You're hoping anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't, um, how do I put this? The release event was not a good start for the new era. <laughs> Because I think it was one of the dumbest events <laughs> I have so ever dumb. seen in my life. So stupid. They had a, a, like 20 minutes of buildup. I was looking for the stream. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was going to be earlier in the day. Oh, no, it was uh, 6.30 our time. And by the time I saw it, it was 6.50. I clicked on it, and there was some dude like singing, rapping something. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? And then JB Smoove came out and talked for a minute. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand. Oh, now they're going to show us the jersey. Well, I'm glad I missed the start of this stream because it was just <laughs> unnecessary. Uh, yeah. Just show us the jersey. That's what we want to see. Move on. Let's go. <sighs> well, speaking uh, of unnecessary, there was some, um, what do we want to call it, drama news. Some people wanted to start some drama by saying Todd Gurley was seen in a video limping as he left a restaurant. It was a TMZ video, so you can already take <laughs> it with a big, giant grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And he was he put his arm around a guy's shoulder, and he walked towards the car, and he kind of had one of those little pimp walk-type limps. <laughs> and I was like, he's not limping. So... Somebody's trying trying to start something, and right. I, I hope it doesn't make Todd Gurley look stupid because there's already enough speculation with him that now people are going to just see the headline of this, and they're going <laughs> to run with it. Oh, my God, he's limping everywhere, and he's not even it's, trying to hide it. And It's basically going to become a meme and a, and a gif, and it's just going to be everywhere all the time. He's going to be limping. That's going to be yes. his new thing because of his arthritic knee so yeah i would expect fully that that continues to go on in social media oh yeah it, it's gonna be everywhere for a few days hopefully it doesn't last too long because i mean i i fully expected to click on the video and see it and be like oh my goodness right yeah that was wow that would have been crazy like nope you would at that point you wouldn't even consider taking him oh no in the no. first round if he was actually leaning on somebody not even playing football yet yeah that would be crazy i would have been very very upset at my best ball draft that i did last <laughs> week uh, but thankfully it's just a very overblown title and there's nothing wrong with todd Gurley that right. we know of but 
I'll leave it at yeah. that. Uh, the Raiders have signed wide receiver Ryan Grant, uh, sort of a that Tom and I had a couple of years ago. Uh, he signed with the Colts last year, but got hurt, did nothing, failed physical, all that good stuff. So now he's on the Raiders, which means the Raiders are letting go of Seth Roberts. Now, these are deeper guys, but they are guys on rosters in the flag league that we do. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we gotta gotta take that in consideration. I think Ryan Grant is actually a pretty decent pickup if he doesn't fail any more physicals, and <laughs> Seth Roberts should be a decent pickup for you know somebody else. Um, I, what do you think? They're just pickups. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you're in a deep league like this, you're not expecting them to to give you an every week type of thing. Here, so you're just picking by week fill in at the very least that's what you want them to do if they do anything else that's awesome that's a cherry on top that you weren't expecting so they're just guys that you want to have because not nothing that you're counting on right all right yeah um one more little thing and then we'll get into our topic of the day which is dynasty rookie adp we did a little bit of adp work the other week and now we're going to talk strictly rookies and it's it's going to be a very broad topic this week because the <laughs> NFL draft hasn't happened yet, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say was a day after acquiring Robert Quinn, the Dallas Cowboys quietly extended Randy Gregory through 2020. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, he's just made the wrong headlines i don't know why you'd extend somebody like that it makes no sense to me i drafted yeah. him in the flag league as a rookie idp player thinking yeah that's a perfect spot for him going to the cowboys oh, yeah it's at that time yes it was a great spot for him but i yeah apparently i'm guessing whatever the contract extension was has no guaranteed money and they say well if he starts playing again then we have him if he doesn't we can cut him and recoup all of our losses so (laughs) it's got to be a no-lose situation for the cowboys to want to be able to do that yeah i agree with that all right let's let's get into some draft stuff before we start talking (laughs) about these rookie adp numbers i wanted to remind some people of some of the teams out there and how many picks they have and how many early ones. Some teams don't. Yeah. The, the most picks out there, the Giants and the Patriots both have 12 selections coming up in this next draft. The Seahawks only have four. So they're going to have to make the most of their four picks. <laughs> the Raiders have three first-rounders, like you know right. we uh, talked about earlier. The Packers and the Giants both have two, so there's a lot of trade bait. They maybe the Packers want to trade up, you know, higher into the first round, or maybe they'll trade back and get more picks. We'll see. No first-rounders. The Cowboys, the Saints, the Browns, and the Bears. None of them have a first-rounder this year. So some of these guys that we're going to talk about. Those teams don't even have a shot at. Yeah, most likely. Uh, Most top 100 picks. So in the first three-ish rounds, the Patriots have five picks. I'm kind of disappointed with that because 
I don't want them to have as many good picks as they do, but mm-hmm. we'll have to make do. And the fewest top 100 picks, the Bears and the Saints only have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were both very successful teams last year, so they have to go with what they got. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So let's just jump right in. And we have to say right off the bat that Dynasty ADP right now is absolutely 100% not square across the board no matter where you look at it. (laughs) I looked at three different ADPs and they were all different. And they weren't just different. I mean, some of the guys were close to where the other ones were. And at the beginning of it is pretty much the same. But then after that, it was just like this one here, this one here. He's way at he's at the end of the fourth round, and then this one he's at the end of the second round. What is going on here? Yep. So there, it's just very scattered throughout the entire draft, and I think a lot of that's because we don't know where any of these players are actually going to be yet. So I think once that actually happens, it'll be we'll have a little better picture about where the actual ADP is going to be. Yes, it will solidify so much more. I mean, like almost immediately after the NFL draft takes place, these guys will, okay, I love that where that guy went. I hate where that guy went. I'm not going to touch that guy. You know, if uh, Noah Fant goes to the Patriots, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's going to be the next (laughs) Rob Gronkowski. So we will see. Um, Pretty much, I mean, the best – ish player seems like it's in kill harry so he seems to be the safest pick at the top but he's not always going number one i've seen dk metcalf going number one i've seen uh, josh jacobs if you're really running back hungry some people have been taking him number one so i i think it's obvious that most people are going to be going with harry with the first pick but i for me, it's a little different. I don't blame them because he could be a great fit for a team like the Colts or the Dolphins, uh, something like that. But I just got a funny feeling that I just – when I get these feelings, <laughs> it, I don't want to take – if I had the number one pick, I would probably trade it because I don't really want him there. I would rather have Metcalf, to be honest. That's just my personal opinion. But if you have the number one pick, you could get – either Harry or Metcalf with the second or the third pick. So mm-hmm. I, to me, it's no different. I'd rather have the third pick, to be honest. Yeah, when I did my mock draft uh, just yesterday, I came in. There was only two spots left. It was a 10-person mock draft, and it was pick one and pick eight. And I was like, I don't want to do pick one. So I went <laughs> to pick right. eight. And I'm like, this just, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with the first pick. And it's not as valuable as it was the past like oh, no. three years, Saquon, Zeke, yeah. um, Gurley. and Gurley. Yeah, like, come yeah. on. It's it's ridiculous how much of a difference it is between the last few years and this year value-wise. Like, before it was, I will give you every first-round pick for the next three years if I can draft Zeke. And, right. and I mean, Josh Jacobs is probably the best back in this draft, but he's not Zeke. He's not Barkley. And I, and I, even last year with Barkley, I was cautious because he hasn't played in the NFL. I've said that every single time a rookie comes out, be cautious. I'm not saying they're (laughs) not going to be good, 
but you have to be aware that they haven't played in the NFL yet. So when you get somebody that isn't in that uh, upper echelon as as Gurley and Zeke that you're not sure of, you really need to be cautious of them. And I don't. I think Josh Jacobs will be fine, but it's it's a tough one for me to do. Usually, I trade away all of my draft picks. Yeah, because I don't. Not all of them, but most of them, because I don't usually want to trust in a guy that hasn't played in the NFL. So I do usually have one guy that I go out and try and get, and we can discuss that later because there's a guy on here that of course. I want to do that with. But it, it's that's just kind of how it is with me in, the, in rookies. Uh, I like them. I love them. I want some more of them. <laughs> but they're not necessary to win championships. No, I, my own personal rule of thumb with that number one pick is if you sucked so bad the year before in a dynasty league that you end up with a number one pick great. But if you have to trade multiple picks or players to try and get the next Zeke or Saquon Barkley, it's, it's, it's a tough situation because you're mortgaging either your future or actual good NFL players just to get one guy you hope is good. I mean, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of years back, my dad ended up he got a good deal with the trades. He moved up and the team moved back, but my dad ended up taking Laquan Treadwell with that pick. Oh, so no. oh. uh, you know, and it, he was consensus, you know, like top 4 pick yeah. at the time. So yep. what do you do? But it didn't work out. So I mean, there's always an example of that. There, of course. It seems like every year we have an example of a Treadwell or... Bishop Sankey. <laughs> Bishop Sankey or Trent Richardson. <laughs> I mean, there's always something. So you want to be aware, especially when you know that these guys aren't Saquon Barkley and Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott. That's, that's really all I'm saying. Rookies haven't played against the professionals yet. All right, let's uh, talk about the next few picks. Uh, I've been seeing these guys go, oh, man, it, the next, like, six, seven guys are going in almost any order. In yeah. the next, <laughs> from, like, four to ten, it, it's such an odd thing to see these guys in any order. I mean, there's DK Metcalf, there's David Montgomery, yep. There's uh, Kelvin Harmon. There's the, uh, just so many different guys. Miles Sanders and Daryl Henderson. And some of these guys are all the way back in the second round, and then I look at another ADP, and they're 108. And yeah, I'm having a hard time. It's basically, I guess, what we were talking about a little bit before we started was just have fun this year, guys. And at some point, <laughs> if it just is a homer pick, that's fine. Cause you got to find a tiebreaker somehow. I mean, yeah. the one guy that I want, uh, for my first round picks, which I don't think I have many this year, but I'm hoping man crush, my man crush, Hakeem Butler will fall to me. <laughs> <laughs> but my goodness, he went in my mock draft that I did at 1.2. And wow. in one of our mock or our ADP lists, he's at 106. And in the other one, he's at 104. So 
Yep. Two, four, six. I I probably am not going to have any picks that high. I usually end up somewhere in the back of the first round, so I'm guessing I'm not going to get my man crush. <laughs> probably not. And I don't think I'm going to get the guy that I want either because I've traded my picks away yes. for the most part. But, hey, some you never know. Something always happens to where I end up getting the guy I wanted somehow. It happened a couple of years ago, or three years ago, with uh, Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. I I was just like, I really want this guy. How am I going to get there? And it just somehow happened. I don't even <laughs> remember the trades that and that happened to make that happen. But I, I, I got him, and we'll see if that happens with the guy that I want. But we'll talk about him later. I said that already. Mm-hmm. We'll a few it. times. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so the one guy I didn't mention that is looks to be... Right around in that two, three, four, five area. He doesn't usually fall any further than that. And that is what? The cousin of Antonio Brown? Is that what? And I got that right. I keep forgetting how related. I think they're cousins. Okay. Yes. AJ Brown. He seems to be another safe bet. But I think it will, again, it'll all depend on where he ends up. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think both uh, Marquise and AJ Brown are. I like to talk about them together just because their last <laughs> names are the same, but they're not no relation. But I think we've talked about them enough to where in the last few episodes, sure, where I think people are probably aware of where we're at with them. But yeah, I definitely think that they could have a lot of value where they're going in these drafts. But again, these drafts are subject to change, so we'll have to find out where they go and how that fits. Uh, but I like both of them going forward. Okay, uh, is there? a first-round running back that you have a preference for right now? My preference, probably David Montgomery. Um, When it comes to yards after contact, he is insane. Uh, In 2017, he ran for 1,198 yards, and 885 of them came after contact. To me, that's crazy. Um if he can be that type of work workhorse um, in the NFL and have that mentality, I think he can be a really good NFL back. Uh, but we have to find out. I do have some concerns about his pass catching ability, but that's something you can work on in the NFL. It's not so, not something that hey, if you don't have speed, you can't just you know oh we can teach you speed. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. You can teach somebody to a certain extent how to catch the ball, run routes a little better and all that. So I'm hoping that that's the guy that's going to come out of this draft and be something special. Now I did my mock draft and I was using, I found I was not using the ADPs that we're looking at here. And there was an article, somebody who was really high on Damian Harris, the other Mm-hmm. Alabama running back. So I just took him at the end of the first round just to see how the rest of my draft would end up. And it seems like when there's a two running back year, it almost seems like both of them end up making a name for themselves, even though yeah. the, neither one of them got to be like the true guy where they were at in college. So we'll see. I mean, Damian Harris in one of these is going at 203, and then in the other one, he, well, about 203 if you're doing a 12-teamer. So late first, early second guy, I think he's a little bit of a flyer 
if you don't know what else to take when it gets to that spot. Uh, there's a couple yeah. of... Go ahead. Yeah, he's he's somebody that can... He can cut pretty well, even though he's not the fastest person in the world. He's pretty quick, but he's not super fast. Um, but I think that he's... When the offensive line collapses, he can find another route. And I think that's something a lot of, a lot of the... Uh, the scouts and stuff we're looking at. And I, I really believe that that's a good quality in a running back because it's not always that you have to pound up the middle, pound up the middle, pound up. You have to have some kind. And he's good at going up the middle. They've said that in almost every review that mm-hmm. I've read on him. He's good at going up the middle, and he can create his own lane when necessary. So I think he's got some qualities that can definitely be converted into the NFL. Yep, they're, the article that I'm reading on him, they're comparing him to Nick Chubb, which I think is okay. is yeah. fair. Uh, and they think he's a good fit for a zone blocking scheme like the Texans, Falcons, Panthers, Chiefs, Jets, and Eagles. I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, he may end up on one of our teams, which I'd be all right with that since, you know, we just got Jordan Howard on a one-year deal, and uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see this is not – a Jordan Howard jersey, but it is now because unfortunately I got this jersey quite a few years ago when we signed one Namdi Asamoa. The name has been unstitched off of the back of it, so it is a blank jersey. So now I have a Jordan Howard jersey. I was very happy I can bring this back out again. We're gonna have to find you a Jordan Howard stitch thing and put it on the back of that jersey so that we you can officially have. A jank Jordan jank Howard. Jank Jordan Howard. I, I love it. That's okay. I did that with my Sanchez jersey, and I ripped it off, and then I put a Geno Smith one over and changed <laughs> the, the six into a one. It was all worth it until I realized Geno Smith wasn't any good. Yeah, it didn't matter what you did with that jersey. It was yeah. not going to come back out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, who else do we have to talk about? There's a couple of tight ends that are you know sneaking up close to the first round. Uh, in my mock draft, they were actually in the mid to late second round, but the ADPs that I'm seeing are, oh, what do we got here? Uh, 201, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, 111, and then in the other one, Noah Fant's at 9, and Hawkinson's at 11. So end of the first yeah. rounder, if you need a tight end, go for it. But as we have found out almost every single year, Tight ends do almost nothing in their rookie season. Right. If if one of them does go to New England, <laughs> you can justify it right there. Absolutely, because they're going to use them. I don't think there's any reason for them not to because they need a tight end. They don't have anybody now that Gronk is gone. And I, it's, it's tight ends are actually pretty valuable, but when they're the rookies, really difficult for me to put my to put my uh, trust in them. Yes, uh, we had, what, Evan Ingram a couple years ago, and that was only because he got pure volume. Um, You know, Dallas Goddard didn't do much his rookie season. He had a couple of good games, but there's too many targets in front of him that are going to get more looks. I think, what, the last time we really had a rookie tight end do well was probably Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, you, you you could probably list all of the ones in the recent history, and they'd be like, yeah, he probably didn't do that good. Yeah, he didn't do that good. 
And the one that's popping out to me is Mike Kosecki. Everybody was all about him. They were like, this this guy's going to be great. He's going to be great. Nope, he hasn't been, and he's not going to be, especially this year. But he, he was yeah. Ryan Tannehill's favorite target last year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. Mike Gasicki, I didn't really mean that, but you didn't do anything to help your case. So. No. All right. Now, again, if you're in Dynasty Drafts, the quarterbacks, if unless you're in a 16-team league or a super flex or two-quarterback league, the quarterbacks are not going to get drafted too early. No, and don't do it. Yeah, I, you know, I see Dwayne Haskins here going at 12-1, and one, and do I even see him in the other one? Oh, 303. So there's that yeah. giant gap just because, yep. oh, um, no, we don't need to draft a quarterback. But if you're in a two-quarterback league, they're probably going to be some of the first guys taken. But Right. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. But – I will say this. If you are one of them excellent teams and you have a very late first round pick and that's all you need, everything else is pretty much full and you really believe that one of these guys is going to be good, especially in a league like ours where it's a contract league, you could put that guy in your taxi squad, pay him four bucks or whatever it is at the end of the first round, and that's really cheap in that contract league. But when you're in a dynasty league, you could just hold on forever and ever. And that could be really worth it, especially if you have old quarterbacks like a Tom Brady <laughs> or a Drew Brees. And you can hold on to them and actually be good. I did that um, with a league that I'm in with one of my buddies. Uh, we have, actually have Patrick Mahomes right now, and we're, like, really, really happy about that. So, Yeah, uh, if you were lucky enough to get Mahomes a couple years ago and stash him because obviously he didn't play right. Alex Smith yep. last year there. And you just, you had a unbelievable gem sitting there just mm-hmm. waiting and it's invaluable, especially in a salary cap league. When you have a guy like that, that probably got drafted in, I would guess the second round at the earliest. Well, yeah, when we drafted him, we did not expect him to be what he is right now. And just that's kind of what you're doing. If you have a good team going forward, you get somebody like this. You just kind of hope they be, become a breakout quarterback, and he just happened to, and it was awesome. Now, in that particular league, did you also have Aaron Rodgers? We, I think we still do. I have to go back and look <laughs> at it because I've kind of abandoned it for a little bit. I think we still have Aaron Rodgers, and we have if, if we might not have Aaron Rodgers, but I know we have Mahomes at this point. Okay, well, either Rodgers way, it's a little <laughs> expensive, so I think we might have part ways. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, there's a couple of wide receivers here that's going in the second round that are pretty much you know pick your poison: uh, Debo Samuel, Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella is going to be one of those if he gets on the right team. Yeah. He's going to skyrocket up the rookie ADP ranks. Yeah, he's got a lot of quickness, and he can be he can be really good. I think he can get open in the zone defense really, really well. That's what I've been seeing. That's what I've been looking at the film that I've seen of him in college, and he he's he's really good. And it seems like if he is on the right team, he could definitely do a lot of damage. I really, really like him. I read a quick blurb the other day that thought the Eagles would be interested in Andy Isabella as a Deshaun Jackson heir apparent. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I could see, and I, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but <laughs> I could 
I, and I don't want this to happen, but I could see him going to the Patriots. <sighs> it kind of fits the mold for what they like to get. So, and, and what I, mold would that be? I, I, I'm not <laughs> going there. Not going there. But it, I mean, just the type of player, not just how he is in that aspect, which we're not going there. <laughs> Should we ask Adam Humphreys about that? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think Adam okay. knows what he's talking about. But um, I, I, he, not just that, but I think he does have the the ability that they're looking for that they would be looking for, and I wouldn't put it past him to get him or to and to get Noah Fant. I mean, they're probably trying to rebuild that offense to a certain extent, and they've got the perfect quarterback to do, do that with. So, yep. All right, uh, let's uh, move on to man crush. Yeah, well, I've got me a man crush as well. Um, this one, I like I said, I usually have one guy that I'd like to get in the draft, and this is the guy I'd like to get, and that is Justice Hill. Justice Hill has great speed, great mobility. This is the direction of the NFL. The NFL is going this way. They're going in this direction of running backs that can be really quick, elusive, and depending on where he goes in the draft, I really, really think this guy could be something. Where he's getting drafted in your rookie drafts, this has a ton of value to me. So if you're looking to get somebody and you maybe you traded around, traded away your first round pick, maybe even your second round pick, he could even fall to that third spot. I kind of doubt it, but I really like this guy this year. He is something to really look forward to that is my man crush and i'm sticking to it yeah he's uh he's really fast uh he's, he's fairly really strong too so yes yes he's he's definitely got some of those intangibles that you can't teach like you were talking about earlier you can't teach speed so he's got that going for him yeah, and exactly. what's funny is he's got a younger brother and he's playing defensive back at Michigan, and apparently Dax had a four three forty, and uh, Justice won by a foot, like literally when they did a forty <laughs> yard dash against each other. So watch out for Dax yeah, Hill yeah. in a couple of years, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I can't argue too much with you about Justice Hill. I definitely like where he's going. If I can get lucky enough and still have a second round pick somewhere. I will take him pretty much <laughs> yeah. above a lot of these guys, especially if I need running back because there's not a lot of running backs that are falling to the second round, especially in a 16 team league, like the flag league. I think there will not be hardly any running backs left after no, the first no. round in that league. It really depends on what league you're looking in. And I, I'm not probably going to give him unless something happens, but yeah, I would love to get him in any of the other leagues that I'm in, but the flag leagues is the one I like the most. So yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome if I could somehow snake my way into getting a second round pick. <laughs> in there. Yep. Uh, this article is saying that Justice Hill needs to go to a scheme where he can essentially be the Tariq Cohen of an offense. Ex so exactly, I was going to bring him up, but I was like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> compare him yet to somebody who's had that much success. Yeah, I've heard other other 
comparisons like uh, Giovanni Bernard, but I was like, ah, nah, nah. I kind of, yeah. kind of rather go with the Cohen comparison. So, I, but I didn't want to say it. You said it, so there, <laughs> yep, you did it. There we go. Right the other one they were saying was he could fit in Austin Eckler role behind somebody like Melvin Gordon, yeah. and yeah. He, he would not probably be as fantasy relevant yet but i think he he is a perfect complimentary back right now until he can there's no doubt about that he he can definitely grow into his role and i think that if when he does say it because i do believe this guy's going to be successful in the nfl when he grows into his role could be sooner could be later he's going to be a very very valuable person to have in your fantasy team uh, I'll say he is uh, ADP at 206 in one of these uh, rankings. He went at 25 in mine. And then the other one that I'm looking at here, he went at 28th overall. So in the middle-ish of the third round, which I really don't think he's going to last that no, long. No, he's not going to go that far. I would. Yeah, it would be absolute gold if you, did, if you got him there. Uh, another interesting prospect that I've seen all over the place right now is uh, J.J. Arcega Whiteside. I just love saying that name. Uh, he's been going, oh, where did he go in my, he went, yeah, just at the end of the second round. So I guess that's pretty much a consensus where he's been going. I see 209, 210. Yeah. yeah right, right in there. So. If you had to settle, if you were actually a good fantasy player last year in your dynasty leagues and you have one of the later picks, Mm -hmm. this is a perfect guy that you can just put in your taxi squad and see what happens. Yeah, and he doesn't have a a lot of great, like, super speed, but he has really good quickness. He can beat the defenders off the line pretty good. So that opens you up for the quick passes and all that stuff that if he gets on the right team, it could be a really big thing for him. Yep. All right. Who else do we got here that we would love to talk about? I think uh, there's another tight end, uh, Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. He'll definitely go somewhere decently high, but, again, not somebody that you want to count on right away. Oh, I think there was... Who else? There was somebody that you were wanting to talk about in the second round. The second round, boy, it's all scattered over here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There's so many. I can't remember which second round ADP list we were looking at. Was it uh, Bryce Love, I think, maybe? Oh, yeah, Bryce Love. Um, He's basically like a a boom or a bust kind of player, I think. Um, If he he would have not come out, if he would have come out of college last year, it probably would have been better for him. Because he had such good numbers coming out of college. If he would have come out of college, he would have been grouped in with Barkley and all them. And that would have probably taken a little bit of the uh, the sting away. Right. But when he comes out of college this year, he did not have the greatest year. So this is a guy that if he can get back to where he was uh, the previous year, he could definitely give you something special. But if he continues on the path that he did for this last year, it's going to be kind of difficult. Yep, couldn't have put it any better than myself. Uh, 
Well, you know, I think that's about the extent of the guys that we can even remotely talk about too much. Um, I think there's a guy that you wanted to talk about as a as a long shot. Are we are we ready for the first one of the season? ESP early season <laughs> predictions. Oh boy, yeah, my first ESP is going to be Miles Gaskin. Um, let's just let's start where it is. He's played four years, four years in college, four years of one thousand two hundred plus yards. Only three other people have done that. Four of his final five games, he went over one hundred yards. Played for Washington. Not a big college, not a college well known for dominating in football, but I think it's necessary to look at the fact that he is Washington's all time leading rusher. That's saying something. I really like him in the third round. I really think you need to go out and get him. And I could even justify doing it in the second round because this guy has the kind of potential that I think you need. And I'm going to say this. I think out of all the rookies, my official ESP is that he will be in the top five of all the rookies this year. Well, now that is an early early season prediction. Hey, it's early season. We have to put it out there. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, the guy has just been great for four years of college, and you don't get that very often. You don't usually get somebody staying in college for four years. It shows me dedication, and it shows me that he's really, really consistent. And everybody knows, what do they know about me? That I love consistency. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a guy that is extremely all over the place. And if you can get him late, I think it is an amazing opportunity to have somebody to stash and I'm talking about Travion Williams. I was able to get him in the fourth round of my mock draft. And I'd be willing to take him in the third round or even a late second. I think he is a, such a, an amazing flyer. Uh, his combine wasn't impressive, impressive. But I think he's he's got... I don't know. There's There's, there's something about him that I like, you know... He, he did some kick returning. Uh, he was in high school. He ran for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in his final two seasons there. So th- there's there's something about Travion Williams that I think... So he's going to surprise some people. Now, as far as a prediction goes... <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, I man, I, I know. I... I think if he goes to a team that ends up having a running back issue, he may come in and just take the second half of the season by storm. You know, right when the NFL fantasy playoffs start, I think he may be that guy you wanted to stash and play with next year. That's what I'll say. I'll say he is going to be a league winner in the second half of the season for you next year. 
All right, I like it. He's definitely going to be pretty decent PPR leagues. So there you I go. Would, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see your prediction be correct. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's about going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we've got some somewhat exciting news. Um, we we have a new logo. That's part of the exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. news. And we have a new logo, uh, thanks in part to polesports.com. There will be a link in the show notes. And Pole Sports has this really exciting new app coming out. And it's going to be a real-time app that lets you put who, who should I start, should I make this trade, uh, who should I pick up on waivers. Like It'll be instantaneous. You hit that button, and it's going mm-hmm. to... Go right over to you, and you're going to see in real time that pole going up and down. Yes, 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 no, 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 whichever way it's going. But right. you have to participate. Part of these, this app is participation for everybody. You can't yeah. create a poll if you haven't participated in other people's polls. So it's going to be a community that comes together that tries to help everybody out, and I think it is going to be a game changer. I absolutely agree with you. Then, like you said, you can't create a poll unless you've actually participated, which means you're not going to get that one person that's just creating a bunch of polls and just pop, 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 and it just floods the entire thing up. I went to, a, a years back, I went to a website that did something similar but was just complete chaos. <laughs> it was just this one here, one here, one here, and it was just horrible. This one is not going to be chaos. It's going to be very very controlled and it's going to be exactly what you need so i would i would fully expect when this comes out that we all should get on this and help each other out because that's what this is all about yeah we both tom and i will be on there whenever it gets up and running live you will see us on there it's going to be one of those that Sunday morning rolls around, and I think this app is going to go oh, yeah. nuts. People are just – and you can just – you punch up your poll on your phone, and you can just watch it for, like, 15 minutes. And, like, all right, after 15 minutes, it's 74 to 26. Okay, I understand. I'll go with that way. But if it's close, mm-hmm. maybe you'll want just that second opinion, and maybe you'll see which way Tom or I voted and that might be the tipping point for you, but we will uh, keep you up to date. The app is in progress right now, but we are hyping it up uh, prior to it coming out, so you can be one of the first people on board when oh, yeah. it comes out because I'm fully on board and can't wait to see what it's got to offer. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, I guess... Here we go. It is now the end of the show. If you are still listening, I would love to thank you. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please give us a little review and a five-star rating. It helps us out, helps us get noticed. You can find us online on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel, Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, and the Facebook group Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidham. Again, all these links are in the show notes. You can find us all over the place. And if you want to give us a call, And don't forget, stay fueled up this fantasy season.